welcome to episode 193 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are picking off, picking up, <laughs> no, I'm not picking up, picking up from last week and uh, having the last one of the, the types of drinks that mm-hmm. we were having. And yeah, this last, was... last week we did the Long Beach mm-hmm. iced tea. We did the Tokyo iced tea and we did the Adios motherfucker. And mm-hmm. the last one was the Long Island. Old school Long Island iced tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, uh, Long Island iced tea is, uh, it's just a good go-to drink to get fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's Bunch it. Yeah, it's it's perfect. And and obviously, like last week, in last week's episode, yeah. uh, we were a little, a little drunk. Mm-hmm. I say we, I mean you. Well. I don't know what I can do about that. <laughs> so, um, like I said, this week we are we are picking back up from where we left off last week. We um, we decided to make it a two-parter because we were, I mean, we had, st- we settled qu- quite a bit to talk about still left. And, um, and so we wanted to uh, make it a two-part episode. Yeah, I think we said we were halfway last week, but we were more than halfway. We were more than halfway. So this may be a little shorter than last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. We didn't get to finish the topic. I know. Somebody yeah. had too much to drink and had to pee and got hungry and mm-hmm. we were rambling on because of the intoxication. <laughs> yeah. It's time to just wrap it up. <laughs> I know. I know. Sometimes it's funny like re-listening or re-watching our episodes and just seeing the progression of getting <laughs> more drunk mm-hmm. throughout the episode. And, uh, yeah. I think well, and it's funny because I notice my, it's almost like my tongue gets heavy. Really? Like I'm having to work overtime to make sure I'm enunciating. And I, when I watch it back and I know I've been drinking, I can tell that I don't. And it's not that I necessarily slur my words. Mm-hmm. It's that I just kind of under-enunciate everything. Oh, Oh, that's funny. And I can tell because I, I know like, yeah, I was struggling to make sure I was talking clearly. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if people pick up on that or not. A yeah. lot of times people are like, I couldn't even tell you were drunk. I know. Like, in real life, not yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. Uh-huh. But that's what I did with the episode. I was trying to figure out where we left off. And like, I'm listening to like the last five, ten minutes of the episode. And I have, I'm like, I don't remember this <laughs> part of the conversation at all. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, I know sometimes when my dad tells me, he's like, He's like, gee, Crystal, you could tell that you, that you're, uh, some of your episodes, you really get, uh, like as you start drinking more, mm-hmm. you really like start loosening up and like mm-hmm. laying it out there. So, um, again, we are, so what we talked about last week is that you're disconnected from your partner. Yeah. And so, um, we're gonna, you know, cover the last few or five, maybe I think, uh, things that, that we are signs that yeah. you're disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um I know last week we, we talked about quite a bit. Um, but we left off with um you want different things. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I, we probably <laughs> Did we even cover that one correctly? Like, I don't I know if we it, did like, or not. I know. Like did we do we even do we even understand what that one was? Yeah. Man, I know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean you want different things. It's not, that's not good if you guys, and I think that's probably why I said that you guys aren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's not good when somebody wants something 
else. Well, I guess that that's why I tied it into like your future planning and all that stuff because mm-hmm. you just you know it, it's impossible to achieve that if you guys are wanting different outcomes or wanting to go about things completely differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but today, what we're what we'll start with is you fight a lot. Put up your dukes. I mean, yeah, fighting. We, I mean, we know that most couples do fight, mm-hmm. and so um, if you if you're fighting though, and you're fighting a lot, and there's like never any kind of resolution yeah yeah. um then and what are you fighting about Mm -hmm. i think i think sometimes that's a more important question is what are you fighting about Mm -hmm. um and i know that we've talked on here about how you can i don't know if i'd say have a productive fight but you can hit a resolution of it you could have productive conflict Mm mm-hmm like I'm, <laughs> I don't know if it, uh, it as, as long, long as, as it ends it, with conflict resolution. I, I think yeah, I think that if it if it doesn't turn into a fight, you know, <laughs> you, you can disagree. You and, can. And it, it's funny because people have different different meanings or um, even even like definitions. their definition of a fight, mm-hmm. like. When when I say like we don't fight, and that I always say, we don't fight, we don't argue, we don't disagree, because mm-hmm. I think people can categorize all three of those depending on <clears throat> your level of wussiness, which is that which one is actually a fight. And when I say a couple's fighting, I really mean arguing or abusive verbal behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't think a disagreement is a fight. Mm-hmm. I think a disagreement can turn into a fight for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you guys just disagree, that's okay. And it's funny because we see that with people where even if we communicate with them on a personal level, even if we voice or you voice or I voice, I, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm wanting you to change my mind. It's right. not. Let's open the door for you to now debate me about it. I'm just telling you, I don't see that. I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. For my mind, that's the end of the. That's the end of that point. It doesn't have to be a conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're stating your position. I'm stating mine. Let's continue to talk. I think that the, I, yeah. I, let's continue to talk. I do think though that like. People, most people get hung up. Yeah, and yeah. want to. Uh, the, their goal is to not have a conversation. Their goal is to win. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. A conversation or mm-hmm. win an argument. And so when somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that? That you know, blue dress that Star Wars at the Oscars?" And you're like, "No, that wasn't blue. That was green." Mm-hmm. It's like, "No, it was blue." And it's like, "Oh, well, I, I thought it was green." Mm-hmm. And then. It should be over. But then this immature, childish baby will say, how could you think that that was green? Are you blind? Mm-hmm. It was obviously blue. Mm-hmm. You're so stupid. You know, and so they take something that is just a disagreement mm-hmm. and turns it into an attack. And, and people that are very immature and people that don't have communication skills, this is how they communicate. Yeah, I know. Which and is not real Good yeah. communication. And real adults don't have time for that discussion. No. Either virtually, in person, or on social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're one of those people that has to engage, 
you don't have good communication skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the you always fight or you're fighting more or fighting a lot are still relative terms. Well, you know what, though? I, I, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know if I agree with you completely about, like, the... How the fuck could you not agree with me completely? <laughs> <laughs> with the disagreement thing. Like, well, with well, it not being fighting. You I, think it is fighting? I think that it could be. Uh, That's and, why I said it can turn into a fight. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I said, you can a disagreement that, turn into a fight? Yes. But uh-huh. I don't, I think just because you disagree about something doesn't mean it. But is no, a fight. but no. Okay. So where I'm going with it is that, uh, like, I think that people can continue to disagree with each other like and and it almost turns into this little game that they're playing of picking a fight uh-huh. about the disagreement all the time yes yeah uh-huh and well, that it, but that is turning a disagreement turning into, into a fight yeah yeah and it's like it's just i don't know being kind of nitpicky yeah. or whatever towards your partner and it's yeah and it is immature and poor communication skills mm-hmm. and and you're, you're exactly right because you can have that person that's like hey we got you know i got a thousand dollar extra bonus this payday and one partner's like we should really put that towards the car payment the other one's like no let's go out and and spend it on you know an, a lavish date night mm-hmm. i'll buy a new dress and you can buy a new suit and we can go to the you know six hundred dollar a plate place and live it up and the person's like no i really think that should go to the car payment and so you end up putting it onto the car payment and then the other person is like well sure would have been nice to get a break mm-hmm. go have a date night i don't remember the last time we had a date night mm-hmm. we could have had one last yeah. week when you got paid mm-hmm. and, and so it's like the, that type of stuff and they continually mm-hmm. pick bring at it up yeah, yeah i know yeah that's or they do the thing like like oh we're gonna go we're going to go get Mexican food. Oh, I forgot. You hate Mexican food. Yeah. Never yes. mind. Where do you want to go? Yeah, exactly. Those kind of little things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's so unhealthy. Oh, yeah. So unhealthy. Like, why are you why are you doing that to your partner anyway? Oh, well, in, in all that stuff, whether you want to call it a resolution, it should at least be productive. Mm-hmm. The communication that you have with each other or with anybody, work, friends, social, children, parents family whatever your conversations should be productive yeah they should if they're not productive at all and you're not you know we're we're really big on how does this benefit if anybody watching if the camera keeps shaking it's because our blind dog keeps running into the tripod he's literally just turning around smacking i think he's trying to find our other dog and still her blanket Uh uh-huh yeah yeah that's what he's doing he's a little brat um I don't even, he made me lose my I know, train of train thought. thought. I, I know. Uh-huh. About the productive stuff. Anyway, yeah. you know, you, you should be able to have a productive conversation on every level. And if it's not, you're literally just instigating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Up. Yeah, I know. And so any kind of fighting, though, becomes, obviously, you disconnecting from your partner. And I think that those little, those little things like what we just gave examples of mm-hmm. are those little things that are disconnecting you. And how you know you've completely disconnected is if you've gone into this battle arena where you are constantly arguing, you fight all the time, you fight about nothing a lot. The next phase is silence. Mm-hmm. You don't 
everybody just shuts down. You're, you're, you're not fighting anymore, but you're not talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Because one person, this is what I did with my ex-wife, one person decides it's not worth even having the conversation because it's going to turn into an argument. Mm-hmm. So you force the other person who, you know, I, I guess I will say is acting like the bigger person trying to avoid it b- because you just realize this isn't productive. Mm-hmm. There is no resolution. I, y- you obviously are getting more enjoyment at screaming at the top of your lungs than I do receiving it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. And, you know, I remember hitting some points with my ex where I'd be like, are you just yelling because you want to yell? Are you just mad because you want to be mad? Just find something to be mad about then. Mm-hmm. Because there was, I'm like, I'm not engaging with this. It's, it does me no good. I'll just keep my mouth shut and go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was always, it, it was always you that ultimately she would end up being mad at. And it probably, some of it was probably not always your fault. And, and I think that that's how people or couples are. I think especially women, they are very, like, everything bothers them. Mm-hmm. Everything bothers them about you. And everything that uh, anybody else is doing is your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. whatsoever. But for some reason, these women, I and I don't think men do this. No. And it's a certain type of woman. It's not every woman. It's right. a certain type of woman. Yeah, it is. But they they just have to nag, I mm-hmm. guess, and bitch ab- and about everything that you're doing that someone else is actually doing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it always ends with you guys in a fight. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Obviously, I think that was an obvious one. Like if you're fighting a lot, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Well, and, and I do, I do like to tell you, like, like what's a lot though? Uh-huh. More oh, than I usual. Know. That's yeah. what I would say. It's more than usual. Mm-hmm. Is what I would say. I mean, if if you're one of those weird shitty couples where you fight every day, and for some reason you think that that's normal behavior and you're functioning at that level, it's like a functioning alcoholic. It's mm-hmm. not the right thing to do, but can you get by? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you doing everything right? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But at least you're out there. Um, and then you find out we're not just arguing every day. We're arguing every morning, every day on the phone, through text. When I get home, it's definitely more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're one of those that you rarely argue and you're just like, why are we fighting so much? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that's why I say it's all relative. It's, it it's, is. It's, if it's more than usual, that's yeah, what a lot uh, means. I don't know. I would say, though, even like these couples that do fight more than other couples, like... Why, again, why are you fighting? Mm-hmm. And do you really need to be fighting? Like, oh, and that's the, nine times out of 10, the answer you is You don't, no. yeah. That's the thing. But nine times out of 10, one of those people, typically the instigator, mm-hmm. thinks that the fight needs to happen. I know, I know. That's the, and, and back to your point, it's usually the woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe usually. Yeah, I, I, I mean, always. I say maybe I say because, like, I grew up in a household that was, that that's you know, it was, it was, like you needed to, you needed to have that fight in order to move on, mm-hmm. and, and that's so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That is so so unhealthy, and um, and it was it was my dad that was the, the instigator in that case. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't think that, 
Um, I guess you're probably right. Most of the time, it's probably the woman. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't make up after a fight. Yep. That, I think that, yeah, you know, like, because, because again, we know that most couples do fight and, and hopefully you are making up after those dumb little fights. <laughs> But once you stop making up with each other, there's something very wrong. And making up is not giving the silent treatment for five days and then just moving past it. Mm-hmm. Moving past it and moving on is not making up. Mm-hmm. Making up is, you know, that's the resolution. Mm-hmm. That's the apology. That's the level of understanding. And there are some people who I don't like communicating with them at all. But they're the ones that are like, we have to have this fight. Mm-hmm. Because I don't get it. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. We don't. We do not have to argue about this. Just shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. We don't have to argue at all. And they are just intent on having that argument because they feel you get one person. If that's how you think, you feel some kind of sense of relief. Oh, at least we got it all out there. And it's like, yeah, but you got a lot of stuff out there that didn't need to be out there. Mm -hmm. Said a lot of things that didn't need to be said. You made a lot of hurtful comments that don't need to be hurt. I don't feel any resolve. I actually feel worse now. Mm-hmm. And but the other person's like, no, I don't. You feel better? And one person's like, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. I feel worse. Yeah. I and know. so I think that that's where those people that do that they feel like, well, we don't need to make up. We both said stuff, so mm-hmm. we'll just put that past it. But you don't really formalize or have any closure to that argument. So mm-hmm. that's. That's what the makeup is. It's some kind of closure. It's mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, like I said, apology. It's a, it's an acknowledgement of not even who's right or wrong, but it's acknowledgement of the difference that can't result from post-silent treatment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I know. I know. I'm trying to think, like, you know, because I guess it's kind of hard for us to to really like give the advice of well yeah but we've been in arguments in previous relationships or with people or anybody in general it's not that we're we're just argument free at home right not in life that's true that's yeah that's very true and and i'm i'm one of the i'm a i guess i'll call it a thinker Mm -hmm. like when something happens that i get pissed off about there are certain things that like like if it requires a corrective action right then i I am going to give an immediate response Mm -hmm. but a lot of times if something has happened i presented all the information i verbally just shut down because i'm thinking about the whole thing Mm -hmm. i'm playing out the process i'm trying to play out how should i handle this do i have all the information and this process may take a day or two or three Mm -hmm. sometimes um, and that's why I've said before, like we've given the advice is it's okay to go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I say that strictly out of my own selfishness on how I process things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I, I tend to just get quiet because I'm constantly thinking about, it. I'm playing all these scenarios over in my head. I'm, I'm thinking about what, what the other person did or should have done or could have done. And then I say, well, is this what I would have done or should have done or could have done in their situation? And so I start planning, I start playing all of those things in my head and it takes time to run through all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, for the most part, I'm not an emotional arguer. 
mm-hmm. I can keep my emotions under control. If anything, sometimes when I start thinking about that, I start to get more and more angry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, I just kind of hit a point where I'm like, why does that even bother me? Even after thinking about it for two days, why am I even bothered? And then I get irritated that it even bothered me. And then I wasted two days thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's some people that are kind of like that. They have to think about it. There's others that are like, as soon as they feel like something was done wrong, they have to shout it from the closest mountain so everybody hears how angry they are. Mm-hmm. And those two people will never have a productive argument. Mm-hmm. Because know. the other one needs to gather their thoughts. The other one needs to think about it. The other one needs to, you know, mull it over for a little bit. And they're not emotional yet. Now, they can get emotional when they come out of it. Mm-hmm. When they're finally ready to say, okay, hey, you may feel like this is an issue or you've moved on. I've been thinking about it for the last two or three days straight, and here's how this makes me feel. But their conversation tends to be a lot more productive in that time than it would have been if they had tried to have it initially. Mm-hmm. And so you have to know how your partner argues, yeah, how they process information, how you know how things bother them. Because it's not, like from my perspective, it's not, I know it probably would look like, oh, he's giving someone the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. And it's not the silent treatment to be vindictive of, oh, I'm not, you're going to pay. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> it's literally like, I'm not ready to have the conversation yet because I'm thinking about it. So mm-hmm. just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will let you know when I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like, I think that um, people that are the exact opposite of you, they would get really frustrated Mm -hmm. and be like, come on, just Mm -hmm. freaking just talk already. Just tell me how you feel because they don't understand it because they are like, because they do just blurt it out, Mm -hmm. their feelings. Right. Right there. And so, yeah. And I don't know, but I think that, yeah give give each other time mm-hmm. to process stuff and and make sure that well, I don't think any fight is worth having, but you know just when when you do come to make up, understand where your partner was coming from mm-hmm. and have a little bit of you know i guess empathy for you know if you did something bad you know like oh how how would that make me feel mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i mean if you're not making up after you're fighting though it's it's just not good it's you're not gonna it's not gonna get any better if you're already just you're already there mm-hmm. you're it's already like you you don't care yeah why why would I want to make up with them when I'm just going to get into another fight? Well, yeah. Again, I was going to say, I think that sometimes the making up just feels pointless. Mm-hmm. Why make up? We're just going to be in another fight in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you kind of just start to develop a thick skin to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. I guess that was round one. Round two will be in the next day or so. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I say there, there's never... You just move from one argument to the next. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've i always said very simple advice. If it's not worth getting divorced over, why are you arguing about it? Mm-hmm. And apply that to anything and everything in a relationship. And some of that stuff is worth getting divorced about. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the thing, and that's why I've always said a lot of arguments are actually the result of something else that you're not even arguing about. Mm-hmm. Are you really upset that your husband didn't put the toilet seat down? Well, it's other stuff that's built up. Yeah. And and, and usually it, it's it there there's finally a trigger mm-hmm. that just shoots completely everything unrelated. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where you know you said it just kind of builds up, but that's the same thing that happens when you don't um, make up. You just start develop a harder resentment for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Uh, the next one is you aren't being intimate with each other. And that not just sexually, I mean, like, you aren't holding hands, you aren't kissing, you aren't telling each other that you love each other. Mm-hmm. Well, so you're really tying it into affection? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, once that stops, mm-hmm. what? why are you... Why are you married? Yeah, why are you with this person? Yeah. Why, why are you just someone's roommate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a... Uh, Loveless, sex, sexless marriage. Mm-hmm. It's about what fifty percent of marriages are in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, we we've obviously been extremely vocal on how important sex is mm-hmm. in a relationship. And even though sex may not mean intimacy, or intimacy may not mean sex, sex is definitely part of it. A part of intimacy. Yeah. Um. So if you're not having that, I mean, couples that tend to have a very healthy sex life tend to not have these disconnecting issues. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that this is just a very, very important piece of it. Mm-hmm. That you know, if you aren't having this, all those other ones, I think, just don't happen if you're having this, if you're not disconnected from intimacy with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of a natural flow <laughs> yeah. of things. And and yeah, if you're if you are being intimate, it's you you'll be you won't be getting on each other's nerves and uh you will be wanting to do things with with them you won't be arguing yeah you won't be you know wanting different things mhm you know all that i think a lot of this stuff just kind of fixes itself mhm if you got the intimacy thing down um but this is something that most most couples will stay on non-intimacy life support for years Mm -hmm. just thinking that it's not that important that we can stay married even though we're not intimate Mm -hmm. and can you stay married yes you can but you've got that life support vegetative relationship Mm -hmm. that is not productive it's not satisfying there's nothing else going on i mean it's kind of pointless yeah i know it is. Uh-huh. You need to pull that plug or resuscitate it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, though. Yeah. I know. And I think that a lot of that, could, I mean, I, I don't know. It could all start from, from this. And and that's why you guys are doing all of these things. This is That's why you're not communicating correctly. That's why you're, um, you know leading separate lives and stuff Mm -hmm. um but the next one is being critical of everything that your partner does i see so many women do this to their husbands and it's another uh nitpicky type of type of i don't know quality (laughs) yeah 
um, that certain women have. And they just, I don't know, they just picket their partner and they, they, their partner can never do anything right. And with that, I think that I personally think obviously you're with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. If you are so freaking critical of everything that they do, why in the fuck are you with them? Yeah, and I think that, because on the last one, didn't we talk about, like, everything your partner does annoys you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is totally, it's, it's different. It gets on your nerves, yeah. Yeah, it gets on your nerves. Everything your partner does gets on your nerves. This is different. Being, things getting on your nerves, that's the, you know, like we said, uh, do you have to breathe so loud? Do you have to chew so loud? That's different. Critical is really more condescending, is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's not, is it nitpicky? Yes, but I think it's more condescending like like um you know whatever your hobbies or whatever you're into or the things that kind of make you who you are not not your character traits and your tics that's that falls into the everything they do annoys you or gets on your nerves this is more how you choose to spend your time where you choose to um learn more educate i mean it's the it's the it's the thing of uh, you know, why are you always watching sports documentaries? Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know you were never in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, why have you watched The Last Dance five times? Mm-hmm. This is a great fucking story. Mm-hmm. It's a great documentary. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's educational. It's, I'm into that. That's what in- interests me. And so that's more of the, you're critical of mm-hmm. everything your partner does. You know, how are they spending their time? Like I said, who they're with. You're constantly bashing their friends and their family mm-hmm. um of, of who they who they choose to talk to who they're communicate who they choose to communicate with you're you're critical of of how they do things this is the making the bed the cleaning mm-hmm. the house that the guys try to do and they're like well there's no point in doing this because every time i do it i just get yelled at for not doing it right um that was me that's my ex yeah and and so i think that that's more of the of the disconnect piece is that you're critical that from the person's perspective, they're like, I, you know, I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. I can't win for losing. It's a lose, lose situation. Every time I go into it, you know, I'm going to get yelled at if I don't help out around the house, I'm going to get yelled at if I do, cause I did it wrong. So she's just overly critical of everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's obviously it's not only is it going to create disconnect, but it is horribly disrespectful. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is. It's very disrespectful. I think that um, also being critical is is uh, is being is like telling your partner like if they're if they're you know trying to get into something new or better themselves, you know, and um, start a new diet or something like. And then they, they're like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you, oh, all of a sudden you, you want to do this and do that, which I don't know, maybe that part, maybe that comes from, they've been telling them to, that they should do something about it Mm -hmm. and they don't listen to them, but then somebody else does maybe. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of can fall under the same line of, of they're not supportive, especially if they're like. You're not gonna do. You know, you're not gonna stick with this. Mm-hmm. This is your how how many fad diets have you tried in the last eight years? Mm-hmm. You know, so so they they don't support you and they're overly crypto. We don't cover support, do we? That's not one of these, is it? No, I don't. I don't want to like is. jump ahead. Um, so I think that that can kind of line up with that very well too. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. He, nobody wants to be criticized by their partner. Right. I mean, I think that most of us are very critical on ourselves mm-hmm. to begin with and to have somebody that is supposed to be your number one person and be your your backbone tell mm-hmm. you that you're doing something wrong or just is isn't supportive right it's crushing mm-hmm. and it disconnects you and drives a wedge between you guys yeah. so um yeah geez uh, the last one <laughs> you aren't getting your needs met yeah this is a very open-ended statement mm-hmm. um because everybody has different needs Mm-hmm. People have physical needs, people have um, intellectual needs, people have emotional needs. And so whatever those needs are that you feel that you aren't getting met, that's what falls into this category. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will probably try to tie this into your partner doesn't speak your love language. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you feel like your needs aren't getting met. And I always tell people, are you speaking your partner's love language? Yeah. Because it's a two-way street. It's not all about you all the time. Mm-mm. Um, cause if you're, you know, if you're an affirmation person and your partner's a physical touch person, you're not putting out, you can't get mad that he's not always affirming your existence. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you have to look at both sides. Um, but I, I think that, you know, the needs one is because you can put so much in there. I, I think this is probably the biggest one mm-hmm. out of all of them. Um, because it is something that you can actually point to and say, I'm wanting this out of the relationship or out of you, and you are not providing it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what, fill in the blank, people will cite as reasons for divorce. Yeah. When it comes to that stuff. I know? know. Yeah. I know. And, and like, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the reasons for divorce that we have looked at is are with, for women, like women tell divorce lawyers and stuff that they oh gosh what was it it was that men don't he doesn't help out or help around like um not just help out but like do it it's just because yeah what was it uh (sighs) they're not proactive with with their behavior with their with their partner's needs with the wife's needs yeah they they have they yeah they they passively meet their partner's needs. Like the partner has to like actually spell it out for them exactly what to do. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's how, (laughs) that's how men and women are. I mean, unfortunately, most of the time you, you do have to spell it out. You do have to, which is so weird to me. So I don't know, (laughs) I guess I'll probably go on a rant, but, um, like with, uh, for me, like with women and being a nutritionist, it's so, it can be very frustrating because women, they, they, they don't want, they don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is instead of, instead of uh, men, because men actually do what they're told uh, and from eating an eating standpoint. Like they eat what the, what everything they're told, they work out like how they're supposed to. But women, on the other hand, are so freaking complicated and don't do Most that. Most men. They don't follow. Yeah. Little bitch men act like women. That's true. And they're That's like, true. I can't eat eggs. Yeah. 
I can't, I can't do this. But it, that just, it kind of baffles me because I think that women ask for so much in men, mm-hmm. but they don't, they wouldn't follow the instructions yeah. or directions that a man would give them. Mm-hmm. That's, I just don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, well, I think they want everything left up to interpretation from their perspective, mm-hmm. but they want the men to do what's left up to interpretation, but by their interpretation, not by his interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? uh-huh. Like when someone's like, can you help out around the house a little bit? I mean, when's the last time you took the trash out? And the guy's like, all he heard was trash out. He's like, oh, shoot, let me grab the trash. And he goes and he takes the trash out and he sits back down and starts watching football. Uh And she's like, all you're going to do is take the trash out. And he's like, yeah, you just said take the trash out. (laughs) But what she really meant with her statement of, you know, are you ever going to help out around the house? Mm -hmm. You didn't even take the trash out. She meant everything that she didn't say. Yeah. I meant I want you to clean the bathroom. I meant I want you to help (laughs) fold the laundry. I meant I want you to help clean up the dishes. Yeah. And and so they mean what they don't say. Yeah. And men only pick up on what is said. Uh huh. That's true. But it is very weird how, from an instructional and educational perspective, men are way easier to teach uh-huh. to than women. Yeah. Women ask a lot of questions and give a lot of pushback oh, and want gosh. to do things on their own. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. And men, uh-huh. especially if they're told by somebody who they're either trying to mimic or replicate or are results driven. They're like, what did you, I mean, that, that's why like men workout videos and everything are so easy. It's like, this is, this is what I did to get this, my chest looking this way. And mm-hmm. guys are like, oh, okay, I'll do that exact same thing. They're not going to be like, you know, I think what would work better is if you did this. Like, they're not going to say that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, the dude with the biggest chest in the gym said, here's what he does. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. And women are not that way. No, they're not. And I think that that's why you see, that's why you see things tying this completely into relationships. Mm-hmm. When a man is, when they go to couples therapy and the counselor is like, what's the problem? And she lists off, well, he doesn't pay attention. He doesn't listen. He, you know, he's not emotionally there. He's not there. She lists off 25 things. And the the counselor's like, all right, sir, what, what, what's the problem? He's like, sex. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough sex. And she's like, well, no, th- there's more to it than that. And he's like, no, no, no. We don't have enough sex. That's literally my one and only complaint. Yeah. We don't have enough sex. And she wants it to be a bigger, more broad answer because she's not going to buy off that it's just that simple because it's the one thing she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and women are really good at listing off all these things they don't want to do and then saying, I don't mind doing that. But the one thing the guy really cares about that he wants her to do, she refuses to do. Yeah, I know. She's like, I cook your meals, I fold your clothes, I make the bed, I do all this stuff for you. And the guy's like, I could give a shit. Mm-hmm. Suck on it, play with it, put it in you. That's all I want. <laughs> right? If you ain't doing those three, I don't give a shit about what else you're doing. Nothing else you're doing outside of me is ever going to make up for the fact that you aren't doing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and women mm-hmm. don't want that simplified answer. No, they don't. And they think it's it's gross and perverted and and obnoxious and whatever else and it's like that's how it is but it's not complicated and women complicate things Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing and uh, yeah i don't know i mean i guess like i guess i'm being pretty hard on the women with all of this but i I do think that uh, as a woman like Mm -hmm. come on (laughs) women what the hell and i don't think that 
I don't think women get it until they are in a a situation where they see it from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But they still will not do what they would give the advice to their mm-hmm. friend fo- to do. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another good point. They'd be very quickly to give good advice. Yeah. But they wouldn't take their own good advice. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but I mean, getting getting your me your needs your needs met, um, it it is a very broad term, I guess. I think it's broad for women. Yeah, I think it's very specific and singular for men. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, men typically, you know, their needs met are gonna typically be men aren't emotionally dependent creatures. Mm-hmm. Typically, most men, men. <laughs> are not emotionally dependent creatures. (laughs) Uh They don't need someone to pat them on the butt and tap them on the head and tell them how great they are and all that stuff. Is it nice to hear? Yes. And guys won't refute that. But they don't require that to be a highly functioning and contributing factor to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Their needs are very simple in a very short list. Mm -hmm. Women's are not. Yeah. It's a long list Mm -hmm. for women. Mm -hmm. You better be damn well worth what you're asking for on that list, too. That's the other thing that drives me nuts. So, I know, and that's what I was thinking, too, or I was about to say, is, like, but how realistic does a woman need to be? You know, like, because part of me is, like, you shouldn't settle, period, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, at the same time, some women... Her, their expectations are unrealistic. And I don't know. Give me an example. Um, what do you mean? Like, they, I don't know, because I mean, like everything that that you do is like, is great. Well, and I, I don't, I don't think, and I'll clarify this at, at the end of this. There's nothing wrong with a woman saying, I want a man who's going to be emotionally there for me. He's going to meet all of my physical needs. He's going to meet all of my security needs and all of my safety needs, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with asking that. But you have to be a woman worthy of receiving that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, yeah, I on think all that- the other stuff we've talked about on other episodes about you know, your low-value ass and, and your, your argumentative ass and your you know, confrontational ass and your unsupportive ass and your fat ass and all these things that we've said that make woman, women lower value than they want to think they are. Mm-hmm. You ain't a fucking 10. You're not even in the top four of the scale. Mm-hmm. You can't expect that. So yes, their expectations are high. But I think a woman who is a high value woman should never settle. Mm-mm. She should demand all that from her partner. Mm-hmm. Um the problem is, is there's a bunch of low-ass value women out there demanding a high-value man, man when that has all those qualities and they don't have the qualities that that man's looking for. I know. You know, I think that, yeah. Because you get what you deserve. <clears throat> yes, I know. <laughs> I think that, like, it just kind of answered my, my question. Like, I don't know, because I think that, that a, a woman that does deserve that is going well a a woman that deserves all of that is going to be 
a good woman mm-hmm. to her man <laughs> and yeah. is going to to provide everything well, that everything the yeah. one thing <laughs> that he wants and needs in the relationship well i think that's where you know when i think that is the most simplified answer to it if, if anytime somebody you know when you when you get asked well i want to i want a man who does all the stuff that Seth does for you. Why? 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 How? How can? How can I get my husband to do those things for me? Mm-hmm. Well, do you deserve them? Mm-hmm. Do you deserve those things? Because it and it sounds very braggadocious and it sounds very vain, but you are not in the wrong to say I deserve to be treated this way. Mm-hmm. And that's not. I don't mean that from the perspective that every fat ugly girl is like I'm a ten. All girls are ten. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. There are quantifiable things that make you deserve that behavior from a man. Mm-hmm. And you meet all those requirements to deserve that. Uh-huh. I know. I think that, like, I think that, that, that I don't know, saying or, or whatever can kind of get a little bit sticky where, like, you deserve, you deserve that. Like, you deserve the partner that you have. You deserve to be in a bad relationship I don't know. Um, I don't mean I don't... that in like in terms of like abuse, right? Yeah, and well, and I would hope not. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think that yeah, that you you do get you do get what you put in, mm-hmm. I guess, or put out. <laughs> yeah, um, and so with that, I think that you get what you deserve, mm-hmm. not. You you're getting the relationships that you like an abusive way. Well, I I I, I don't know because I, I think you kind of have to clarify that mm-hmm. because like I'm envisioning in my mind ten women I know right now who have subpar partners when they even have a partner, and though that those women don't deserve a good guy mm-hmm. because I I'm not of the mindset that every woman deserves a good guy. You got to be a good woman. I know. Yeah. You have to bring specific things to the table that good men are attracted to. Mm-hmm. And good men are not attracted to boob and butt selfies on the internet. Mm-hmm. Good men are not attracted to a woman who has multiple kids by multiple baby daddies. Mm-hmm. Good, I mean, it's all the stuff we've talked about you know, several episodes ago. Good men are not attracted to that. So you aren't going to get a good man. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a meh man. Yeah. At best, and that's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a, it's not a matter of of making a statement of I deserve better. You have to show you deserve better. What are you doing? Because you 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 will. That's where I I agree with you. You will get what you put in mm-hmm. when you put in on yourself to develop yourself to be a good catch. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a good catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as heartbreaking as people may find this, anytime I've heard somebody tell people, even people I'm very very close to. That I'm not saying this to hurt their feelings, but anytime I've heard them share a sob story of the awful, shitty relationship they had and the part they were with, I'm like, yeah, once again, I'm not talking about physical abuse. Nobody deserves that. No. But they deserve the part they were with at that point in time in their life. Mm-hmm. Have they evolved and are they a better person now and a better catch now? Yes, some of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not, but some of them are. And that's why they've gotten a better catch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know for sure. And that's the one of the things that we've we've talked about ourselves. We need to we need to do an episode on that. Okay. Period. I think, like I think that, 
we just need to talk about that Mm -hmm. because i think that is a good that's a good episode and a good topic to to tell everybody about getting you get the partner you deserve okay i think so well shut the hell up (laughs) i mean you could give a little a little snippet no of what you think i'm shutting down now (laughs) i'm not mad i'm not angry i'm just shutting down (laughs) you need some time to think about this i gotta think about this now (laughs) but i don't know um i I guess we kind of we kind of we kind of veered off a little bit veered off a little bit um because we're talking about um you aren't getting your needs met yeah yeah yeah. uh-huh um yeah Uh, once again broad 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 statement Uh it is um for women and and, and i we ended up hitting that way because it was ultimately what my point is you have to look at the needs you're not needing in your partner before you complain about the needs you aren't getting met. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, for women, it's the one need that your man has that you aren't meeting. And that's why this lengthy list of needs you have isn't getting met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You have to look at that first. I know, I know. And, and I don't think that uh, a lot of women don't understand it. Like, they, well, they, they, they're just like, really? Like, well, and they get offended by it. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm not going to have sex with my husband just so he'll help out around the house and do this. And it's like, okay, if that wants to be your line in the sand that you aren't willing to cross, that's fine. Try it. I know. <laughs> Try it. Try it and see how happy you could be, <laughs> right? See how less arguments you have. See how much more he helps around the house. Yeah. See, and, and if you really are just with an absolute piece of shit, Look at yourself in the mirror and then figure out what you need to do so you're not with a piece of shit. I know. And then dump that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do hear stories of people where I'm like, the fuck is she even doing with that dude? Oh my god. And I'm like, she's a way higher value. Why what she doesn't see her own value. Mm-hmm. Why is she with that two cent dude? Oh, I know. I know. Get I out know. of there. I hate that. It it really makes me mad because like I don't because I know that and not that I was a high value woman whenever I was with my ex, but I I saw my worth, mm-hmm. what I could be worth, I guess, maybe. And I I hate it. I hate it when I see women and men, both, mm-hmm. not just women, in bad relationships because I know that they could be so much happier without them. Yep, with the right partner. Yeah, yeah, with the right partner. Yeah, yeah. without the more. Yeah, guess, if it's uh-huh. really bad or even alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I think that this was. I mean, it's it's only what fifty minutes ish. Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be shorter, but I thought it was gonna be shorter because you you kept yawning. <laughs> I don't know why I was yawning. <laughs> you were yawning so bad. Because I had to get up early today. I had to get up at the crack of. Oh eight. my gosh! I had to get up early today. <laughs> And for a freaking dentist appointment. <laughs> yeah, your alarm clock woke me up and I just never was able to go back to sleep. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. laid there pretending like I was I was trying to trick myself to be asleep. Oh. What time did your alarm go off? 6.30? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pfft. Everybody's like, you're lazy. <laughs> when you work at home and work from home, 6.30 is too early. I know. I know. It is. Uh-huh. I know. And I'm not one of those trainers that gets up at the crack of dawn for yeah. my clients. <laughs> um so 
yeah i don't i mean i don't have anything else to add do you no uh, i yeah, don't i think that i mean it was it, so, yeah i mean signs of disconnecting i, I think that if, if you're showing these signs fix it figure out what you need to do yeah um and and like we said before i mean even last week like some of these things you can totally fix mm-hmm. you can you don't you don't have to be disconnected and this doesn't have to be an end all be all situation you can fix these things you can you can make it better a lot of these are just behavioral changes that you need to make or your partner needs to make or you guys need to talk about um there's really nothing here that is a complete end all be all of the relationship yeah i know which is i think odd for us usually it's a lot of your relationship's over if and then we (laughs) list all this stuff and none of these means it's over well some of them do i think some of them i think that i don't know you just you you've hit a point where a point of no return yeah um i'm trying to think which ones but yeah but i think most of them that are they are change you can change them mm-hmm. they're changeable yeah for sure changeable behaviors just implement good habits mm-hmm. with each other in your relationship and you'll be happy yep so as always thank you all so much for listening or watching and uh, don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and we will talk to you next week thanks Thanks.